1: your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for sick, He goes up high. He's got getaway from the top speed, and the ball is free. Woo! What a hit. You got barbecue back there. From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, R.J. Choppy, and John Martin, presented by BetMGM.
2: And we thank you for joining us this week, Thursday nights on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. Friday nights and Saturday mornings live coast to coast on the BetQL network. Whenever you want it inside your Odyssey app as a podcast, download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and take us with you. It does not matter at what point of the weekend you are getting ready for some college ball. We are here to take you through some of the biggest games and biggest storylines here on betqlu alongside rj choppy and john martin i am chris mack and we do have at least three or four huge games to get to this weekend we have we have time to get to it one of the most ridiculous totals we have seen and we've talked about a lot of ridiculous totals especially as it revolves around iowa football in the past but this one this may this may be the lowest one we've ever seen like lit, literally, like is, it's no hyperbole there. The lowest total we've ever seen. We'll get into that, and uh, let's start though, boys, with the CFP rankings, which remain essentially the same. Top eight unchanged. Ohio State still number one. Georgia number two. Michigan three. Florida State four, and then just below the line, Washington five. Oregon six. Before we get to Texas, Bama, who. Oddly enough, has dipped way down in title odds. Get to that in a second. Ole Miss, number nine. They get a big chance to jump up this week. And Penn State, number 10, an opportunity for them as well. We'll get to those games. Ole Miss, Georgia, Penn State, Michigan, and a few others in just a couple of minutes. But let's start there. Uh, Nothing changes, um, at least in the top 10, John. Uh, Outside the top 10, Oklahoma State with the big jump after they win Bedlam. uh, And Oklahoma with the big drop. And the only other big movement, Alabama goes from 14 to 1 at one point uh, in national championship odds to now 7 to 1. It it feels like mid to late November, this is the time of year where we all sit around and look at each other and go, Bama might get in, right? Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. And. You know, I mean, look, I, that was my – I just, I, I didn't know if you had, like, a second half of that there, uh, like you were going to sort of add your own skepticism on top of it. But, yeah, I mean, it was my best bet last weekend uh, against LSU. And, you know, look, uh, I'm happy to have won the bet. Who knows how it would have finished up if Jaden Daniels can finish that game. Obviously, Nussmeier goes in, and it's just – it's a totally different dynamic. But, look, I mean, we talked about the – where was the value? We had this discussion last week, even though the – you know, the playoff rankings are unchanged. We had this discussion last week about who would you, you know, if I if you gave somebody a hundred dollars, who would you want to put that on? And for me the answer was Bama there at fourteen to one, like you said, because, you know, Milro to me, like he's taking a lot of heat, but he looked great last week. I know it's an LSU defense. It's not very good that like anybody can take advantage of, but his speed, man, his speed is a real weapon. So yeah, it's starting to be about that time, man. It's about to be saving time. In college football, and uh, we're careening towards that Bama, Georgia SEC championship game. I know Bama's a short favorite, or excuse me, a short underdog. Uh, would not be surprised if that changed by the time we get there.
1: Well, look, I mean, if, if Bama winds up winning out, then I think it's going to be really, really hard to keep them out. Um, you know, even though there's a head to head issue uh, with Texas, if Texas wins out as well. And that's going to stick with the committee and the committee doesn't really follow the head to head rule. We've seen that in past where teams of the same record uh, are behind teams that they already beat. So they don't necessarily have to follow. That's one thing I have my problem with the committee is that they're, they're not consistent year to year with what they care about. Um, Their criteria is constantly changing, you know, evolving is good, but you know, if you care about head to head one year, but not the next, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, I think there's gonna be a lot of people in Texas that are gonna be really upset if they both win out, but Alabama is that one team like that. Those title odds jumped quite a bit. That is mm-hmm. that, that that doesn't happen. Like Vegas doesn't make that mistake, but obviously they got over the LSU hurdle and that was a big one.
2: What's wild to me is we're talking about nothing changing in the rankings, right? At least in the top ten, and yet we're also talking about the number one ranked team. And the number eight ranked team having the same national championship odds at seven to one, Ohio State and Alabama. Mm. And you Mm -hmm. got a mix of crazy things going on in between. Clearly the Pac-12 teams are at a disadvantage. Washington's 12 to one, Oregon's 10 to one. And uh, the SEC teams at the advantage, including Georgia plus 250. Uh, Michigan plus 225, still the favorite to win the title. So in essence... What we're talking about here, or at least what the books are talking about, is Michigan still favored to win out and to beat Ohio State in the process, and mm-hmm. that's why they've got the best national championship odds. I just think it's, the craziest part to me is not even necessarily, John, that Bama and Ohio State are both 7-1, to one, the first-ranked team and the eighth-ranked team. It's more that you've got Michigan and Ohio State with that big a disparity in title odds because... I don't see those two teams that far apart. And really it's coming down to one game.
0: You're exactly right. And I mean, I think, I think we got the first look at the opener in that one this morning. And I think Michigan opened at uh minus six. So, I mean, that's why you're, that's why you're seeing, right. I mean, it's obvious, but that's why you're seeing, you know, the, uh, the futures priced the way they are because the power ratings of, you know these books have michigan at you know as a 6 point favorite uh you know over uh, over ohio state look at they're 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 a beneficiary in a, 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 of you know the circumstances of the schedule right they're a beneficiary that they they still do have as of today and that's going to start to change here very soon because you know michigan's got penn state on the road this weekend you know bama picked up the win against lsu you know but for now they still do have the most compelling resume um, but yeah, I mean, a, a, a deeper dive into it, a, a deeper look into it, and you could start to understand, you know, why they are priced the way they are because you know the projection is they're going to lose to Michigan, and so that
1: will that will obviously change everything for them. Are they? Are they going to lose to Michigan? Because last I checked, Jim Harbaugh has never beaten Michigan. I don't count the last two years. That's cheating, Jim. There's a big difference between cheating Jim and current Jim. All right. Current Jim gave him the most points they had up. Uh, they, they allowed all year to Purdue. Most points. First He's still going to be cheating, though, isn't he? I mean, first, this hasn't first stopped. First week I mean, without I mean, cheating. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. Uh-uh. You know what he is? You get pulled over by a cop. You get a speeding ticket. You drive like 65 miles in that. You drive right at the speed limit for about two miles. And then you go right back to your own ways. He's still in his two miles. He's still in that. <laughs> All right, he knows. He knows that they're looking. They're looking. He ain't never beat Michigan. I was sorry he never, he never, never beat Ohio State and he knows that. He knows one way to beat them
2: is to cheat. <laughs> well, and what he's—he's he, he's, go back and look and put before the last couple of years. I think Choppy may have yeah, a point I mean, here. I'm just and a really though, good though, one, bro.
0: He got those signs. He's got those signs, dog. He's still got them. So here, you here, know. Here's, here's the
2: thing: they're, look, they're, look, Ryan they, Day is a lot of things, but I don't think Ryan Day is dumb enough to not change him by now, right? right. I,
0: don't I, they, don't, right? No, I don't know. Don't – I don't know.
2: They've changed the sign. If I'm Ohio State, here's what I'm doing.
1: This is this is the flex I'm pulling. First of all, you change your side. Second of all, every home game I have leading up to Michigan, I am not allowing fans in. I'm going full COVID year, no fans in the state. I'm not allowing any fans. So there's no way. I'll take the hit. I'll take the monetary hit of 105,000 Buckeye fans, and I'll say, nope, here's your refund. No games. We're not not playing any home game in front of crowds (laughs) until, until we get to the Michigan game. See how you like it. Uh, hey, people
0: would buy that. Bro, I know it sounds r- ridiculous as hell, but they would 100%. If you told them, hey, we need to beat Michigan. So in order for us to do that, you guys can't come for the next two weeks. They would be like, you know what? Fine. We yeah. agree. No they TV. Would.
1: Not, not televising the game they either. It wouldn't fight it. It'll no. like, not fight it. it it'll, be, it'll be available on Raycom. That's it. It's just they, on Raycom. <laughs> CW. Yeah. Over,
0: <laughs> emergency <laughs> broadcast system. It'll
1: be on Jefferson yeah. Pilot. Remember that? Remember Jefferson <laughs>
2: Pilot? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: what's crazy is
2: what what's crazy is I don't see any sort of reaction in the numbers, at least I don't think, to the whole controversy. Like I, I don't like I would maybe you could argue that the reaction is Michigan still remaining the favorite despite the controversy because everybody sees the kids on that team sort of buying into the "we're the bad guy kind of vibe and, and playing within that narrative and amping themselves up in that way for it. Um, I certainly think, and we'll get into Penn State, Michigan specifically in a couple of minutes, but I certainly think if I were a kid on that team and I had nothing to do with any of this, right? Like I'm just a kid on the team and I just know I go out there and play. I'm going to be motivated by this. They think we're a bunch of cheaters. Okay, let, let's go show them how we yeah. do when, when when we're clearly not cheating or, or we'd be stupid to cheat, right? Um, we're the bad mm-hmm. guys? Okay, yeah. Us against the world? Sure. So I think that's an mm-hmm. interesting aspect of this that Michigan has, actually does have going for them over the final few weeks of the season. I wanted to touch on something real quick. This is, John, you weren't with us last season, but RJ and I, spent a lot of time last year going through some ridiculous totals on Iowa games. It felt like for the last five or six weeks of the season, we would spend a couple minutes every week talking about the new low we had reached on Iowa football totals. It's gotten as lowest as low as it's ever been. Iowa Saturday hosting Rutgers. The total on this thing is the lowest of any college football game since at least 2000 according to ESPN Stats and Info. It will be the first game with a total of less than 30 in ESPN's entire odds database. So we're going back about a quarter century here. As it sits right now, Choppy, 28.
1: They should pack in both programs. Uh, If you don't want to enter 2023 and you still want to be out there running triple options or whatever crap they've got, uh, you know that, that's, that's on you. This is this is a game. This is a point total that belongs at a service academy. That's it. This is a service academy point total. Army and Navy, they're the ones that have this kind of point total because that's the style of play they play, and it's really a lot of that of necessity. It's out of tradition as well. You know, Rutgers and Iowa, they they should not be anywhere near this. Like this, this should not. Now, I get it. Iowa's got a really good defense. That's playing a big part. But come on, come on! This this is embarrassing. This is this is embarrassing. Twenty eight. That was supposed to be Brian Fer- Ference's uh uh m- his per game average right? for the yeah. year.
2: Yeah. In order to keep his job, and this is the total yeah, of the they're- game. They're <laughs> bad. <laughs> they're both really bad. Rutgers is worse, but they're both really yes. bad. John, twenty eight is just bananas.
0: Yep. And I and, I'm, and I wouldn't take the over. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I feel like every time, you know, whether it is a service academy or whether it is a, any random Iowa game, Northwestern, whatever, you know, you're tempted. You're like, man, like they'll just, you know, throw a pick six or something. Dude, no. Mm-mm. I don't know how. This game's going under. Hmm. It's 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 a dead nut under. I mean, no <laughs> it's matter got, what, it's, got- it's just
2: it's got 12 six written all over it or 13 to yeah. six or something like, like exactly that, that's, right I I just I don't like okay Rutgers is what it is although it's actually uh, last year or two been a little bit better at Rutgers than it was for uh, for the last decade or so uh, during the she the the Shiano wilderness that they had between his tenures um but Iowa. I mean, this is just year after year after year. And you're right. They gave they gave Ferentz the sort of benchmark to hey get to this point or else your contract's not renewed. And that's not. And that's including like special teams and de- defensive points too. Like he gets credit for those, and he's still not there. Choppy. No, he's not. He's not even close. He's not
1: there. He's not even close to being there. Yeah, that whole that whole thing's a mess. The entire thing's a mess. Um. Like, God, I saw this crazy stat about, like, no team in the Big Ten West would have met that criteria this year. That, 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 mm-hmm. no, no team. What is, do they, do, do they know, have a calendar? Do they have a calendar in Wisconsin and Minnesota and the, the, in the Western part of the Big Ten? Do they, do they have a calendar? I, I don't know. I'm asking. Like, I don't know. Is that. What year are they in? What decade? What what century? They're still playing. Are they in?
2: They're still playing seven man football in a lot of those places. Is the, the
1: high, They still have high grass. Remember, remember, Notre Dame used to have like ankle high grass on their field. Like that's what's going on there. Like it's just they they can't they can't run, they can't run. That's it. Like it's they, it's awful. It's they, awful football. Well, it's it, like
0: a, it's like it's a self fulfilling thing, you know, because you know who would want to play there on offense? You know who right, would want to? Right play quarterback there, who would want to be a receiver there, you know, and defensively, like you're like, yeah, damn, they they you they get they get guys in the NFL. You know, so the best defenders go there and no offensive players go there. And so you just have this vicious cycle that like is never going to end until the you know the end of the world. So uh it just it, I mean I, I don't know about you guys. I mean I, I I there's no way I'd play quarterback at one of those places in one of those spots. No. Like
2: no <laughs> you might any decent, you, might... you know what I'm saying Yeah, you might as well be signing up to be a gym teacher in four years if you do that. Go and play quarterback (laughs) at a Big Ten West school. (laughs) Uh, Exactly, um, man. A couple of top ten matchups, one in the SEC, one in the Big Ten. We get to those and a handful of other huge games we got to try and get to alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack. You're locked in to BetQLU. You've been
0: listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show,
2: listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by
0: BetMGM.
2: Inside your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network, plus on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, this is BetQLU. Alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin, I'm Chris Mack. We've got some huge games to get to, a lot of really good games, um, some of which, if we don't get to them in this segment, we will save for our final segment of the show before we get you our best bets but a couple absolutely enormous ones. Uh, we've got a battle of top 10 teams in both the SEC and the Big Ten. The big one this weekend, of course, Happy Valley. Number 10, Penn State, hosting number three, Michigan. This one has moved down to four and a half throughout the week. Total sits at about 45 and a half. And James Franklin is the story here because, at least in my opinion, guys, I think, the quarterbacks are a bit of a wash, McCarthy and Aller. Uh, obviously, McCarthy with a little bit more experience. Uh, but James Franklin, 3-16 and 16 in his career against top 10 teams at Penn State and 4-15 and 15 against Ohio State and Michigan. He's already lost to Ohio State this year. That was on the road in Columbus. Maybe something different again at Beaver Stadium as Penn State's run defense looks like It should be much more prepared this year, best in the Big Ten, second best in the FBS in yards per game, best in the Power Five to handle the Wolverines' rushing attack as opposed to last year when they got absolutely steamrolled. Plus, the other thing here, John, Penn State's got the best turnover margin in the country, and if they can force a key one at an opportune time Saturday afternoon, maybe, just maybe, Penn State if they don't pull off the upset, keeps this thing within a field goal and is able to cover.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't even want to do it to you, Chris. I don't even want I feel like I'm mm-hmm. like a doctor giving you bad news, man. But uh, I played – I did find a – I don't know how, but I did find a Michigan minus three and a half, 105 out there Ooh. today, and I played Ooh. it um, for all of okay, the reasons, quite frankly. that For all the reasons that you – Kind of laid out for me. I mean, you sort of made my own case, which is uh-huh. James Franklin's record against the heavyweights, you know, of this league and of this conference. Um, and as you guys know, I was on Penn State uh, against Ohio State, and I know the I know the touchdown with the other uh, uh, got called back, uh, but really outside of that, like Aller just didn't really do enough, man, to make me think that he's capable, you know, of of leading an upset like this one. Um, now, it is home, and that is a big difference, but, you know, it's also a day game. You know, if it was a night game, I think it'd be a little different, right? So the energy, you know, may not be as, as, as high for that crowd, uh, and Michigan's built for that. I mean, they got a bunch of guys between McCarthy and Corum and the receiving core. Like, I, I just don't really think they're going to be, you know, starstruck or anything like that. So I do have Michigan in this one. Um, I, I just cannot trust James Franklin. Home, away, neutral, Anchorage, Alaska. I just am done with it, so I'm going with Michigan in this
2: spot. Choppy, tell me why I should have some level of hope here and why John's totally wrong. Well, he's not totally wrong, but you should have some level of hope.
1: I'll okay, give you a couple of reasons. Okay. One, um, throw all that James Franklin crap out there. James Franklin hadn't had a quarterback. Now he does, right? It's about the quarterback. Okay. It ain't about the quarterback. It it's about the quarterback. You get yourself an elite quarterback – and you got a chance in any football game. I don't care what level it is. You got a chance, and if you're the better quarterback, you're probably going to win the game. If they let the quarterback play, if they let the man throw the ball downfield, well, that's that, that's true. Uh, that's a big part of it. That's a big if. The, the aspect of him against Ohio State, I just did a quick Google search. That's a, I, I just found out about Google the other day. Um,
2: Congratulations. <laughs> On if you go his sound like
0: you had just discovered it.
2: <laughs> I found this thing called Google. Guys, listen. There's even this thing called Wikipedia.
0: He was using the microfiche, You know, he was like. It's,
1: <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that. I do see this Wikipedia thing. They, they're, they're asking for they're asking for money at the top. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it does say Drew Aller is a 19 year old kid. 19-year-old kids don't play well on the road. They, 19-year-old mm-hmm. kids ain't going to Ohio State to win that football game. You're a dead man walking right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, It's a totally different game here. I think it's a totally different animal. I think Penn State's got a real shot. Um, and you know what? The Big Ten is rooting for Penn State. They are absolutely rooting for Penn State. They don't want Michigan to go undefeated and beat Ohio State and then have to hear the chirping. They don't want that. They want Ohio State to be the team. I fully expect. I. It's my Grassy Knoll theory. I fully expect mm-hmm. that there to be some, you know, some hoodoo voodoo going on with this with the referees this week.
2: I don't know. <laughs> is that a different brand of voodoo than just regular voodoo? Hoodoo yeah, voodoo, totally different. The hoodoo voodoo. That's like next level voodoo. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, something to keep in mind when you look at the total, like I said, 45 and a half, Penn State six and two uh, against the spread this year, but the, uh, in their eight games, five of them have hit the over. Uh, Michigan's against the spread record is a four and a half point or larger favorite, although you just heard John mention a couple minutes ago you can find it as low as three and a half in some spots, uh, four, four and one. That's the first top 10 matchup of the day Michigan Penn State number three number 10 let's talk about the one in the SEC and before we get to Bama Kentucky here I want to talk about Ole Miss and Georgia because I I I watched fine bomb this afternoon he talked about Lane Kiffin a lot you got number nine Ole Miss visiting number two Georgia Georgia laying 10 and a half totals at 58 and a half and I know I put Georgia on upset alert last week and it looked kind of foolish based on the final score. But that's a near scoop and score away from being a whole hell of a lot closer. Ole Miss is 4-0 in one score games this year. Um, now I get it. This isn't A&M, This isn't Auburn. This isn't Arkansas or even LSU. This is Georgia. But Georgia has had to close late in the fourth quarter three or four times this year. Again, but Ole Miss, they're not Vandy or Auburn or South Carolina or even Missouri. Uh, as I look at it, the quarterbacks, and I've been talking about this being the year of the quarterbacks here. It, it, Beck and Dart, for the most part, a wash, in my opinion. And you can look at the numbers, they're crazy similar. Uh, down to the touchdown and interception numbers, exactly the same. To me, it comes down to Quinchon Judkins and can Ole Miss force some turnovers? They're the best in the SEC, John, at plus eight. Georgia's only plus three. If the Georgia Bulldog, I know we've been saying this for a month and a half now. If Georgia lets Ole Miss hang around, all it takes is one big run from Judkins or Mm. one big turnover in the red zone or something. And I think, forget just covering, I think we've got Georgia, again, at least in my opinion, on upset alert. There go the sirens going up. That's what my fingers are doing there.
0: Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've been trying to scalp Georgia the whole year because they just mm-hmm. sort of are mechanical and not necessarily, um, you know, domineering in the way that they're winning. But they continue to win. Um, Ole Miss is definitely the best offense they have seen. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And you know, Ole Miss has some, you know, some pretty impressive wins on their resume thus far. Obviously, the win against LSU at home. LSU is at full strength. Then Jaden Davis by the whole game. Um, I, I do feel like this is the kind of game where Georgia could, to whatever extent that looks like. Right. I really think this is a game where you can scheme up something that, now this opened at 12 and it's down at 10 and a half. And I know that's not a huge move. Um, you know, it's not like there were any, any key numbers there, but I do think that feels too high. Um, you know could Georgia win sure i mean they're a double digit favorite yeah. but i i do believe that with Jackson Dart and that running game which you know has maybe as effective as we thought it would be going into the year like you said um i do believe that this is definitely that lane can have this team prepared to go in here and 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 keep this game certainly close um georgia has sort of shown some vulnerabilities uh and, and played with fire a couple times against much worse teams so yeah, I mean, I the only way I could look in this one is Ole Miss and the points for sure.
2: Choppy, are we stupid to keep questioning Kirby and and the dogs here, or did they, is it just a matter of time now before they stumble if they keep playing with fire? So someone's gonna
1: beat them. It ain't gonna be Ole Miss at home. The football gods mm. ain't gonna allow Lane Kiffin that kind of <laughs> pedestal to be satisfaction. Put on. Yeah. They're not gonna allow that satisfaction. They ain't gonna allow no statue in Oxford. Uh, for Lane <laughs> Kiffen because he get one if, if he beats it someone's gonna beat these guys um I just don't know that it's Ole miss is the one like I this is old miss is a lot of, is, is a team that I don't think I, I just don't see them going up in weight class and winning this game on the road if Georgia's gonna lose a game it, they're gonna they're gonna lose a road game you know they're gonna they'll, they'll lose a road or or they'll lose in a neutral site like in Atlanta for against Bama um but yeah, I mean look, I I I am with you, John. I think the play is all is missing the points, but man, yeah. I don't know that I'm gonna take somebody to to beat George outright. That's not at home. Not at home, not yet. Yeah. Some someone's gonna do it. Some someone will do it. You know, they got I mean, they're in the midst of a three game stretch. Where they're playing, you know, three, I mean, I guess dangerous opponents, but not like not that dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I don't think it's this week they lose. I also those think that-,
0: that Ole Miss is, is going to be, like, really popular, right? Like, they're going to be a popular mm-hmm. play on that money line. And I, I I try to avoid, you know, the trendy money line plays like that because it's very rare that they they pan out like that. I, I, I love the points. I think they'll find out even if they're, let's say, they're down three scores, 17. You know, they can backdoor that all day. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't really try to get, it maybe live, but not pre flop. I don't think I'd try to get involved with anything pre flop
2: on money line. Plus three forty Ole Miss on the money line and the ten and a half. Like John just mentioned, uh, a good chance even if Georgia is controlling this thing late to perhaps catch a backdoor cover. The other one of the SEC, everyone will have an eye on. Bama goes to Kentucky. They've beaten the Wildcats in seven straight. Uh, this will be their first trip to Lexington in 10 years, though. Um, Kentucky's last win over Bama, 1997. So it's been just a little bit. Uh, Saban mm-hmm. at Bama, how about this one? Our producer, Zach, gave us this during the break. Um, Saban at Alabama, 27-0 and straight up in games that kick before 12.30 p.m. Eastern. This is a noon kick. I, I-, I feel, guys, you mentioned it earlier in the show, John, like Jalen Milrow gave us a whole bunch of double middle finger, you like that Kirk Cousin type vibes, the way he yeah. performed last week. Like, hey, you want to keep questioning me? I'll go out and beat Jaden Daniels. Okay, y- you're right. Yeah, he leaves the game. But still, four four touchdowns on the ground. Um, yep. And Devin Leary has been disappointing this year, to be honest. Uh, some clunkers against Missouri and Georgia. Not all that hot against Mississippi State last week either. Um, I don't yep. think 10.5 is enough here. I think Bama handles business on the road, John.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. I, the only, you know, there is an angle here, uh, which is uh, the the com- the complete emotional letdown. You know, I mean, going right. from uh, just a, a a massive win, a a win that kind of keeps you alive uh, for the college ball playoff, and doing it, you know, in the end, in, in you know, good fashion and comfortable fashion. Uh, now you're going on the road against a team that you've owned forever. Um, and whose season really isn't going anywhere, I could actually be talked into ten and a half. Um, I don't want to lay ten and a half with Alabama. Uh, I just, I, I just kind of feel like you get a more sleepy effort in this setting. Um, but I actually think Kentucky plus. 10 and a half, 11 is a little, it's gross. It's gross, but I, only because <laughs> the letdown, only because the, and if, you know, a couple turnovers here and there, I can see that happening, right. you know, but it would just be the letdown angle. Alabama wins, but do they cover? I think that's sort of a separate question.
2: What's the number for you, Choppy, to jump on Kentucky here? I think when you get into the, uh,
1: you, you got to get outside the two field, go- the, 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 the the touchdown, two point conversion and a field goal. I think you got to get at least a twelve and a half for me, for me to feel you know to to, to remotely good about it. And I'll be honest with you, twelve and a half is not a good number for a dog anyway, because you you get a late touchdown, all of a sudden it's fourteen. That's not really a great number. Um, Yeah, but I I think twelve and a half. I you know I I do think that Kentucky's a decent enough team to be able to hang with them. There is, you know, Milro is playing much better, but there are enough people that still you know that. While Bama's a good team, this is not vintage bama this is this is right. a, this ain't uh, older brothers Bama still
2: yeah, this isn't really a bet on on Bama minus ten and a half as much as it's a bet on Kentucky uh, not being able to come close to that like i i this is a i mean i I think back to what Georgia did, and again, we've all doubted Georgia all year um Kentucky was like a get right game for them. And I look at what Georgia did to Kentucky, and I say, man, imagine what Bama's defense can do to Devin Leary. And I just – I picture him – I picture a lot of mistakes on the Kentucky side, not really being able to get any traction going on offense, John, and just Bama's defense kind of running this thing. And, and yeah, if it's going to be a lower-scoring game, the total on this one I think is 47. If it's going to stay under the total and be lower-scoring, maybe 10.5 is harder to cover. But, I mean, it's not hard to get this thing to, like, 35-10, 31-13, 35-10, 31-13, something like that. Thirty-one, seventeen, even, and we've got we still got a comfortable cover.
0: Yeah, and I would say, you know, I'm, again, I'm not running to the window to bet Kentucky here by any means. Um, you know, the way that Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense operated, I would say probably 75% of their big chunk plays was Jaden Daniels just leaving everybody in the dust, and that ain't going to be what Devin Leary does, right? Mm-hmm. That ain't... I mean, he made a few throws that I can sort of call top of mind, off the top of my head. But when I think about how LSU scored, it was just De- Jaden Daniels just making something out of nothing, and that ain't what Devin Leary's gonna do. So it's not a it's not a strong, uh, you know. I have to I have to play this, but I'll be watching, you know, see if what what it sort of looks like live. Maybe jump in then.
2: Yeah, we got a. Uh... Ch- Ch- Choppy, we got about half a dozen other games I, I kind of want to just touch on real quick and maybe not even get get to each and every one of them, obviously, but just talk about which ones we like the most, which ones we may have plays on, and which ones uh, we think could have the biggest impact. We'll get into those. A couple out west in the Pac-12, two or three out west in the Pac-12, uh, a big one in the Big 12, another SEC matchup, and one that may actually matter in the ACC, or maybe it's just somebody rubber stamping their way into the CFP. That's all on the way alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU.
0: You've been listening to BetQLU,
2: presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. And as we lead into our best bets in just a couple of moments, welcome back into BetQLU. Whether you're watching us on the Odyssey Sports Channel on YouTube, listening live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, or uh, listening to us as a podcast, perhaps, in your Odyssey app, we appreciate it. Uh, Again, best bets in just a couple of moments. But let's go rapid fire, because there's a bunch of really good games this week, guys. And um. We'll go choppy then, John, on each of these games. Uh, Let's start with number 21, Arizona. At Colorado, Arizona, last I checked, laying 10.5. Totals at 54.5. The Buffs have become, well, they've become what a lot of us expected early in the season after that early season pop. Uh, Now down to 10, Arizona. uh, This one, the total at 54.5 again. I think I like Arizona to cover just because they've been covering everything lately, choppy. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: they have, but I mean, ten and a half's a lot, right? I mean, that's that's uh, their tens a lot on the road too. Uh, yeah, on the road. Uh, so I don't know. If I, I don't know if I like them to cover. I do like them to win the game. You know, Colorado's in a tricky spot. They've got to win this one. Um, they've got them, and they've got at Washington State and at Utah to end it. They want to become bowl eligible. Um, like that, they've they've got to win this game because they're they're not going to sweep the other two games. There's just no chance. At best, they're going to go 1-1, one and one. so it's a huge game. Jetfish did a nice job there uh, at Arizona. I like Arizona to win. I, I, I think the over hits, man. I mean, Colorado can't stop a nosebleed.
2: Yeah, and they can that's, score that's, on you, so I like the over. That, that's the one I really like there, John, on that game is the total at just
0: 54.5. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, for those reasons, I, I certainly could not take the under. I do think when you consider... um yeah, I mean, this was a pick 'em three weeks ago on the look ahead. And mm-hmm. I know that like Dion has sort of lost his ever loving mind in terms of the way that he's, you know, I mean, he's really shown, I think, his his inexperience, you know, with the way that he mm-hmm. handled Sean Lewis and the offense and, and everything along those lines. But I st- I mean, there's still NFL talent up and down this roster. So uh, you know, for me, it would be Colorado plus ten and pretty comfortably. I mean, it's very difficult. Uh, to to go on the road in conference and and cover such a big number, um, I know Colorado is going to certainly give up its fair share of points, but it's gonna it's gonna put up points too. So right. I, I think two scores here essentially is is uh is is a place where I'd like to get involved if if uh, if if you know if you like that game, which I do. So it would be Colorado plus ten for me.
2: Let me keep it in the Pac-12 for just a minute. Utah, Washington, because this is the other ranked matchup we didn't have a chance to get to earlier. Number eighteen Utes, the number five Huskies. Washington laying nine and a half total sits at 50, 50. I mean, this is, this is movable object against irresistible force. I kind of use Utah's loss to Oregon earlier in the year as a benchmark for this one. Um, it, that's one of the few spots this year where Utah has shown cracks in their defense, but they were big cracks. And if Bo Nix was able to do that, I think Michael Penix, especially at home, John, will probably be able to do something similar.
0: I completely agree. Um, you know, Washington's going to put that offensive pressure on them the same way Oregon did. I mean, they can do the same exact things. Maybe they don't have, uh, you know, the interior perhaps on the in, in the trenches, but the reality is, is that it's the exact same step up for them, um, and they just really don't have the ingredients to keep up. Um, I think w- w- where they're going to be their best at is exactly what we saw against USC. USC. You just submit your opponent you know they don't want to get physical they don't want to get in between the tackles Washington's too good uh the 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 goal is right in front of them and look uh, I mean the only thing I worried about I would worry about is just a little malaise like just sort of as you're getting to the end of the season and you're so close but I think i i I think very highly of of the board the coach and I don't think he's gonna let them you know lose that focus so I, I think nine and a half is is about right. I don't really have a play on it but I would have no interest in the road dog here.
2: Yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to say gonna... here. RJ is is Washington has I think as John alluded to, like it's it, maybe the malaise factor is a part of this, but I think it's more about hey, the finish line is in sight now.
1: Yeah, if, if, look if you think Washington, if you think the over is going to hit, take Washington to cover. If you think the unders going to hit, take Utah. That's kind of how it works, right? You got you get a dog to covers it's generally you hit the under. I uh, I I would lean. If I was going to play this game, I'm not. But if I was going to, I would take Washington in the nine and a half. I think that's the. I think if I was going to play this as the play, you know, Washington beat Oregon. It was a close game. Oregon, uh, it was is a really really good team. They're much much better than Utah. Utah has you know problems at quarterback, and Washington doesn't. At the end of the day, that's a treacherous recipe to have to deal with.
2: Uh, let's go to the Big 12 and your neck of the woods, Choppy. TCU hosting number 7 Texas Longhorns. This one only at 10, last I saw. And Quinn Ewers is supposed to be back. Um, it's actually moved a lot since I last checked. Uh, now twelve and a half, and maybe that's the confirmation that Ewers will, in fact, start in this one. But um, tw- 12 and a half on the road, in conference, I get it. but uh, And we don't know what we'll get out of Quinn Ewers either, RJ.
1: No, we don't. TCU's done a nice job against Texas. Uh, you know, dating back years and years and years, TCU's always given them a game. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised uh, that they're going to play Quinn. I think this is very, very telling from Malik Murphy that they're going to play Quinn Ewers in this game who, you know, they, they let's, let's be honest, they don't need him to beat TCU on paper. Talent-wise, these two don't belong in the same field with each other. Um, you know, the horn frauds from last year are showing their true colors, man. They're showing that purple. But uh, yeah, I, I I this is a text. This text all the way. I, I I don't know that I would play it only from the standpoint that you know they should have lost last week to K State. They they probably should have lost that game, and they had a yeah. sizable lead. Malik Murphy did nothing in the second half. I think that I think it's a big reason why they're kind of bringing Quinn back.
2: Yeah, it feels like the horns are clinging to life here, clinging to playoff life here, John. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I I think Texas is actually a play uh, at twelve and a half. Uh, I, what, I mean, what's TCU playing for, right? Right. I mean, they're they're one of the. I mean, I, it's hard to call them like a disappointment because they just lost so much. I mean, they were in the championship game last year, so it's hard, I, I don't want to be too hard on them. But I mean, change of quarterbacks, you know, falling out of the top twenty five. I mean, I just I can't really. See, I mean, I know you get up for ranked teams and everything like that, but now you're bringing back Quinn, who you guys know. I'm just, I, I think he's an NFL guy, and, and so I think that's gonna that's gonna bring some real juice to this team. Um, and I think two touchdowns is, you know, I, I've got this at, at at 14, so I think at 12 and a half, you know, that's a play for Texas for me.
2: ACC number four, Florida State hosting Miami, laying 14 and a half, and look, uh, they. they I don't know, maybe they were just playing with their food last week against Pitt. Maybe it was uh maybe it was a trap game for them. I don't know what it was, but they nearly blew it. This is an opportunity. I, Florida State Miami isn't what it once was when we think like especially late 80s through late 90s, early 2000s, that sort of 15-year period where this rivalry was really white hot and intense, but it's still a bunch of kids who know each other. From playing against each other in high school, or maybe playing with each other in high school, there is still a lot of that there. I think Florida State gets up for this one. Miami, as far as I'm concerned, has been a disaster this year. Um, give me the—I I think 14 and a half again. Conference game—that's a big number. But Florida State's at home. I got no problem laying the the, the two touchdowns in the hook, John.
0: Yeah, I mean. That hook is the only thing. It always is, right? Yeah. I mean, we've had this discussion with Ohio State and Wisconsin, and I think Wisconsin ended up covering that on, you know, maybe it was the hook. I mean, Miami lost by two touchdowns last week against NC State. <laughs> NC State's horrible. Uh, so, I mean, I just I, – I, I, but it's just one of those things where, you know, for all the reasons that you outlined, you know, because there it is personal and, and because it is that, you know, that Florida thing, like it would not surprise me if this was if this was close, honestly. So, fourteen and a half. You know, I had to, I hate to part with you, Chris. I think I'd have to take the hook here just because yeah. it is personal. Personal games tend to be a little uglier.
2: Good call, Choppy.
1: I, I um I I actually like Miami in the fourteen and a half. Um, okay. I, I I this is, this is a team you cannot figure out, and exactly. it would not it would not stun me if Miami scares them uh you may not win the game but it wouldn't stop me if they scare him. uh the committee is dying for somebody to lose like they 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 want somebody to lose and they're going to get <laughs> yes one of them with uh yes. michigan ohio state but they 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 want somebody to lose there's no doubt about yeah, that they no want drama, either Washington right lose. i mean every
0: single week it's yeah. the same right it's the same top four there's no you know yeah. i mean there's nothing there's no topic right. of discussion right now in college football
1: right
2: Uh, we didn't get a chance to touch on Tennessee, Missouri or USC, Oregon, but a couple of other really good games out there to keep an eye on, uh, Tennessee, Missouri, a really interesting one, uh, USC, Oregon. eh. We'll see, uh, we'll see if the Ducks have any problem. They're laying 15 against USC, but let's get to our best bets before we wrap things up. John, what do you got for us this week?
0: Uh, it is GBO, Tennessee, Missouri, Tennessee, minus one and a half found that at one Oh five. Uh, I just think this is sort of the week where, you know, Missouri kind of, I think, emptied the tank uh, against Georgia, keeping that close on the road. Uh, Cooks banged up. Burns banged up. Uh, I mean, Tennessee won by a million points against UConn on Saturday and they were humming and they didn't even have to play their guys the second half. So they're pretty rested. Uh, You know, at at the beginning of this year, we were talking about Eli Drinkwitz is probably getting fired. Uh, there's a reason for that. Same roster. We're having the same conversation. They've overachieved. There's no question about it. Uh, and I think this is the week where Tennessee comes in, puts it down on them, uh, and, and Tennessee looks like the team that they are, and Missouri gets back to looking like the team we expected they would be before the season started. So I will take Tennessee. No, it's on the road. Don't care. Tennessee minus one and a half.
2: Look at the smile on RJ's face when he hears that. Yeah, baby. That's what you need. You need big win at Columbia. <laughs>
1: Yeah, when I was in college, I was like, man, I can't wait to get those wins in Columbia, man. (laughs) Right, right. That's right. Uh, We're dying for the whole year.
2: uh, That that big SEC
1: East rivalry between Missouri and Tennessee. (laughs) Absolutely. Nothing quite like a team in the SEC East that is further west of Fayetteville. Uh, Give me Colorado State minus the three and a half uh, against San Diego State. I I like Colorado State minus three and a half. And uh, how about this, uh, Chris, for you? uh UCF money line, Arizona State money line and your Penn State Nittany Lions money line will pay you 43
2: to 1. We are I love it. Um I obviously do not have the stones to bet on my guys after they lost in Columbus. Uh I my that 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 would be betting too much with my heart and I'm going to bet with my head. Instead, we already talked about it earlier, but I really like Ole Miss to go into Athens and give the Bulldogs a scare. Um, I think we talked it out plenty to the extent that we, and none of us think uh, Ole Miss is necessarily going to win outright. I'll give it the little upset alert. I'll give it the little uh, siren emojis. Yeah. will um, yeah. at the very least make it uncomfortably close, much like Missouri did a week ago. And like I said, Ole Miss 4-0 in one-score games this year. And Georgia has had to close late uh, in a lot of these games. Ole Miss, one turnover, one big Quinshawn Judkins run, and this thing could turn bad for Georgia in a hurry. So give me Ole Miss plus the 10.5 on the road for my best bet this weekend. We will bring it back next weekend, talk about all the results, talk about what this CFP picture looks like. Will it be the same top four again, or will we have some upsets to perhaps give us something new to talk about. Thank you for joining us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, inside your Odyssey app, and live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network. For RJ Choppy, for John Martin, for our producer Zach Kroll, I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQLU. You've
0: been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show,
2: listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.